Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1983. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Knoxville, Tennessee, very special place, with a very special guest by the name of Richard Lentinello. Richard, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Oh yeah, we're in overdrive. Let's go. Absolutely. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, and we talk about this fairly new venture you're involved in, which I'm very excited about, what's one little thing that most people may not know about you, Richard? Oh, back in the early 80s, I was a drummer in a new wave band, and we played at the famous New York City Club, CBGB's. Really? You know, my listeners have heard this. In the last couple months, I have had a very large number of guests who are musicians. And some of them, uh, one was going to be a concert pianist, uh, guitar players, all sorts of different musicians. So I'm starting to think there's a trend maybe starting here with uh, car people and music. That's pretty cool. Do you still play? Oh, I haven't played the drums in about 20 years. You know, life comes along, raising yep. kids, moving, business. So uh, I would like to get back to it one day because it was a lot of fun being on stage and it was cool. You know, I should connect you with a good friend of mine. He's a regular listener. Good morning, Chris. Uh, Chris Kimball. He is a drummer. He's also a financial advisor and he loves the drums. He still plays the drums. Maybe uh, you two need to connect and he needs to inspire you a little bit to uh, get back out. Now, in his case, he's banished to the garage because the drums are kind of noisy a little bit. Yeah. Somewhat. yeah. Um, but to uh, pick up those sticks and uh, beat on the drum a little bit. Yeah, knock out some frustrations. Yeah. Uh, it's a good <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> well, I think so. It's also a good workout. You look at drummers, man. Those are the guys that are doing the most work on stage, I think. Now, I know belting out songs is uh, also, you know, a lot of work. But uh, the without the drums, there's nothing. Uh, you guys keep the beat. Yeah. I mean, you know, when, when, you, when you see film footage... You always see the drummers sweating the most. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, they're working. It, it takes its toll on you. It really does. No kidding. Well, one of these days you have to pick those sticks up and get back to it. Let me give you a proper introduction here. Richard Lentinello is the founder and editor-in-chief of Crankshaft, a 144-page high-quality quarterly publication that many consider to be the modern-day version of Automobile Quarterly, but with a soft cover. His mantra is fascinating automobiles that will blow your mind. Richard was the former editor-in-chief chief at Hemmings Motor News, educated at Pratt Institute, where his studies took him to the field of interior architecture. He began publishing back in 1987 when he founded Corizaria, a magazine dedicated to coach building. He was appointed editor of a succession of car magazines whose titles included High Performance Pontiac, Muscle Cars, and Vet. Richard has also published several automotive books, and he's judged at many prestigious Concours events. And when he's not working on Crankshaft, he can be found in the garage where he's restoring a beautiful 1960 Triumph TR3A. We'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our sponsors that keep us on the show here, so give them a little love, and we'll be right back. 
Covercraft's newest five-layer indoor cover is especially engineered for indoor use, providing maximum dust protection when your vehicle's stored in the garage. Your five-layer indoor cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form, and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Even if your vehicle is always inside, dust and fallout can damage the paint, and an extra layer of soft, breathable material protects from accidental bumps and rubs. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover, custom fit to fit the car like a glove. And I have a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your order plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Simply use the code YEAH, Y-E-A-H-21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. My carrier seemed to be turning into a media company versus an insurance company. And I realized that a portion of my policy premium was paying for all those so-called free media goodies. So I did my homework. I talked to knowledgeable collectors, shopped around, and discovered American Collectors Insurance. They've been serving the collector car hobby since 1976. You last that long by properly serving your customers' insurance need, not with a lot of fluff. ACI is ranked the number one online collector car insurance provider, according to Google, Trustpilot, Facebook, and they offer their real person guarantee live support. No never-ending phone loops when you need help. Plus, because you don't use your classic car as a daily driver, you could save up to 40% compared to regular auto insurance. American Collectors Insurance provides agreed value policies. So if you experience a total loss to your collector vehicle or it's stolen, you'll be paid the amount listed on your declaration page, less any deductibles, of course. No ifs, ands, or buts. Give them a call today and ask for your free quote at 866-A-C-I-Y-E-A-H. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Greens, at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. So, Richard, we're back. So I would love for you to take us on a short walk through your past, but then dive into the current because Crankshaft Magazine, I've seen the first three issues. They're absolutely beautiful. And I'll tell you, listeners, if any of you remember the wonderful publication Automobile Quarterly, I subscribed for many years. I still have a lot of those on my shelf. And when that went away abruptly, it was like, what happened? Where did it go? And I loved those publications. But what you're doing really does give me that feeling. And you've really pulled it off really nicely. But first, let's go back into your time as an editor. Um, Of course, everyone knows about Hemmings and your time there. And then we'll fast forward into your life today. So take us on a little journey, if you would. Yeah. uh, You know, I've I've been a car magazine freak my whole life since I was a kid. And uh, that's all I did was read car magazines. It was always reading car magazines. And uh, as I got older, you know, you started reading them. And uh, you looked what was out there in the newsstand. I said, wow, there's, there's a lot of garbage. You know, you start realizing that, you know, a lot of this stuff is junk. Mm-hmm. So I decided to start my own magazine in 87 called Carotteria. And it was a quarterly. Well, my friends called it a biannual quarterly because we only published it when we had enough money. Yeah, so, yeah uh, I understand. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I did five issues of that. And then I was working as a 
interior architect slash interior design in Manhattan. And in uh, July of 90, I got laid off because the whole industry went kaplunk. Oh, remember that. Yeah, there was a big recession at that time. Big. Yeah. So uh, I did nothing for the summer. I just uh, went to the beach with my one-year-old daughter and had fun. Nice. And then I picked up the newspaper, the New York Times, back when they had classified ads. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. I picked it up in February, and there was an ad for an automotive editor of a magazine in Jersey. Wow. And I said to my wife, hey, I just got a job. And she goes, wow, aren't we arrogant? Yes. I said, look, <laughs> I'm going to bring them five issues of the magazine that I self-published, and they're going to hire me. And they did. <laughs> well, you know, that proved to be a pretty cool move on your part, but also, I guess, a bit of serendipitous because publishing a magazine, and we're going to get into this, is very challenging. But that's pretty cool that you landed that job so quickly. And I guess the rest, they say, is history for you because you've had a long career in this this area of expertise. Yeah, I, I, I did five years of working for CSK Publishing, doing high-performance Pontiac and Vet Muscle Cars. That was in Jersey. And then in 98, I uh, got the opportunity to go to Hemmings because we were bought over uh, CSK, and they, they wanted me to relocate to Los Angeles, and I had no interest in moving to California. I wanted to stay in uh, the New York area. So I took the job up at Hemmings in November of 98, and that lasted until July of uh, 20. And it was a fun run. Yeah, long time you spent there. Well, let's dive forward into Crankshaft Magazine because it's a beautiful publication. And one of the things I've got to mention is our mutual good friend, Joe Pepitone, who's a past guest here on Cars. Yeah, and for you listeners who uh, listen to me regularly, you'll remember Joe because he's impossible to forget. In fact, you and he sound like brothers. You have a little bit of that same accent going, don't you? Well, you know, he's from Jersey. I'm from Brooklyn. We're both Sicilian. You know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but Joe also played Santa Claus on one of my Christmas shows, which was kind of fun. And in our pre-show talk, I told Richard that and he went, what? Joe is Santa Claus? So yeah, since we just celebrated Christmas and of course we're into the new year here, you can go back and find that show and all the past shows on Cars Yeah. But you decided to uh, take a very bold step and a grand adventure here with Crankshaft Magazine. And I love the fact that this is a quarter publication because this is a trend I'm seeing. I've had a lot of publishers of magazines on the show here. Linkage is one, Triple Zero, of course, Magneto. Uh, I know that uh, I believe our, our good buddy uh, Wayne Carini has a new magazine out now as well. So this seems to be a trend because online is so prevalent out there that trying to do a magazine every month, you're you're basically publishing old news, but you're taking a different approach here. So kind of walk through what inspired you, what your publication is all about, and why our listeners here today really need to subscribe, because these are wonderful publications. I've really enjoyed going through them. Thank you. Thank you. So you want to know the truth? Yes, of course, always. <laughs> okay. Being of Sicilian heritage, yeah, we are very vindictive. We seek revenge. <laughs> we seek revenge. Yeah, we got to go with the family. If you don't stay with the family, right. oh, we're going to get you. Know, you can't help it. Yeah, I understand. It's in our blood. Okay, well, that's why I, blood. I would never, never disrespect you nor Joe. So just so you know that. Of course, I'm all <laughs> so the way across the country. Out the door at Hemming. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when, when I'm trying to be politically correct that's, here, but they good. pushed me out the door at Hemmings. <laughs> or rather, when I left Hemmings in July of 20, because I created for Hemmings, I created uh, Hemmings Muscle Machine, yeah, classic car, yep, and sports and exotic. You know, with with the staff that I put together, yeah, we had a great staff, and uh, you did a great job, by the way. Those were those were great publications. They were great, and Hemmings Classic Car. You know, there was a lot of people against it at Hemmings, 
And I said, look, this is going to be a top selling magazine. And when I left, it was that circulation was 165,000. Wow. So we did really good with Hemings Classic Car and all the other magazines. And, uh, you know, that was a lot of fun for the 22 years that I worked at Hemings. Gosh, amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a fun run and I worked with some great people. Very talented guys. When I left there in uh, July of 20, I just sat around like, okay, what am I going to do? And I said, you know what? I'm going to come out with my own magazine, and now I'm not going to have a publisher tell me what to do. Yeah, well, there's, there you go. And, you know, I said this is a very bold move because magazines have, have taken it on the, the head a bit here. But I, I really believe it's because of what I mentioned earlier. That they're not forward thinking enough, a lot of these. And we've seen a lot of the great ones just vanish and some of them you thought would never go away uh, but they're not here anymore because they haven't kept up with what's going on so let's talk about the focus the concept behind crankshaft magazine what, what when you sat down and said okay here's what i want to do what was going through your mind to write about hardcore uh info to give the readers hardcore information about automobiles classic yeah. cars in-depth stuff yes but we were not going to focus on high-end Ferraris and Bugattis and Lamborghinis, the stuff that 99.9% of the public has no interest in because they can never afford it. So <laughs> yeah. where are you going to read about a Thunderbird? Where are you going to read about a Triumph TR3? Where are you going to read about, we have a Shelby Chrysler's coming up, you know? We had a 59 uh, Plymouth Fury. So we also have interesting cars like an Oscar. We had a Tucker. So Crankshaft is a blend of high-end, low-end, but we're really going to try to avoid the stuff that's unattainable, you know, because most people can't relate to that. We're going to have a Ford Falcon coming up, Corvair, regular run-of-the-mill cars that the average Joe can relate to, but also some real spicy stuff that is a one-off coach-built BMW. Uh, we have a, a Graham uh, sharp nose in the next issue, and we had a, uh, a wood-bodied Peugeot from 1913. Wow. So it's a good mix. But they're in-depth stories. They're not just three or four pages. The Tucker story in issue one was 16 pages long. Uh, it's, you know, it's really cool. And I think you're onto something here. Uh, my good friends at Triple Zero Magazine, Pete Stout, who was uh, formerly with Porsche Panorama and Excellence and all those, he was one of the first ones to come out with this kind of concept. Now, of course, you can go back to Automobile Quarterly. They really were doing it, but they were doing it in a different way. I mean, they were creating really books, not magazines. And that's why you never threw right. those things away. Of course, very expensive way to publish anything. But when Pete came out with Triple Zero, that was his whole concept. And a lot of people kind of poo-pooed him, but he's been doing it for years now and has been successful with it. I like it because it does go more in depth. Of course, it's all Porsche focus, but I'm kind of a Porsche guy. But looking through your first three issues, there's a lot of information I learned about vehicles that maybe I didn't think I was interested in, but you brought a depth to it that I went, oh, hey, I'm kind of interested in this now. I didn't know that. I, I love it. Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, you know, we're focusing more on style and design where we don't give any, well, we're, we're, we're really not interested in a car's value. We don't care about the investment potential of a car. Yeah. We want to give the readers information about the production of the car, the design, style, and the ownership. What the current owner does to the car, how he restored it, how does he drive it, what breaks down with it. Like I said earlier, some hardcore, serious information for the serious automotive collector and enthusiast. You touched on something I think is very important here. You have a feature uh, still playing with cars that focus on people and their automobiles. 
the thing that I've learned after interviewing so many people is really the cars are simply a catalyst that bring all of us together. I think it's very astute of you to focus on the owners and their perspectives because that's the real perspective. Riders have their own perspective, but until you talk to somebody at a Cars and Coffee or a Concours who's actually owned the vehicle, you don't really learn the nuances and whether or not that might be a good vehicle for you. So I love the fact that you're diving deep into the people side of this. Great idea. Yeah, thank you. You know, that's what it's all about. I mean, it's the people who are going to tell you about what's it like to own that car, what's it like to maintain that car or restore it and drive it. In the first issue with Still Playing With Cars, we profiled a guy named Henry. He's 93 years old. He's in his garage. Great story, by the way. Isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. He's in his garage every day from nine to five at 93. Yeah. Working on his cars. I mean, it's just absolutely wonderful. And there's so many of those great stories out there that need to be told, which is why we created Crank Chef. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. And I mentioned Joe, our mutual friend, Joe Pepitone. You know, he's been doing the cover artwork for your episodes, which is really brilliant. I love his style and his whole touch. So you've picked a a great guy there to bring a, a spirit to that cover, of course. Now, When it comes to inspirational people, I like to talk about people that have inspired you. Is there anybody that was a key influencer to really nudge you on into this venture of yours? I know you're involved, your wife is involved very heavily. I mean, obviously, to to take off on a bold adventure like this, you've got to have a partner that's very supportive. Yeah, she is supportive, which is a good thing. You know, we met at Hemmings and uh, she worked there and uh, she loves cars also. So it's good to have that support. But uh, as a as regarding someone who's influenced me, yep. I got to tell you, uh, no one. <laughs> no one. <laughs> no one. I mean, I just love cars and I do what I want to do and that's it. That's the bottom line. Well, you know, you're what Cars Yeah is all about. When I started this whole venture, it was about inspiring automotive enthusiasts, people who figured out how to wrap their passion into what they do. Now, you've done this for 25 years or so, a long time. But the fact that you're at this point in your life and you're saying, you know what, I want to keep this going. And that gentleman you just spoke to that you wrote a story about in his 90s, who's still going out there having fun. That's the great thing about cars for sure. I want to talk a little bit about challenges, but we're going to take a break and thank our sponsors here. We come back. We'll talk about some challenges perhaps that you faced in launching this new publication because this is no easy, cheap endeavor. So keep that thought in mind. Keep the seatbelts on and we'll be right back. You listeners know I've been into car care my entire life. I am so excited to team up with AutoGeek in 2022. AutoGeek.net has been a leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started in 1997 as a mail order catalog company has grown into a multi-website based e-commerce store that they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries and its retail sector ships worldwide. Go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and their stellar technical support. AutoGeek.net. It's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. The most important lesson I've learned after interviewing nearly 2,000 people is that we are at our best when we help others. Cars Yeah! is all about inspiring automotive enthusiasts and helping others to be successful. In 2022, my charities of choice are Tech Force Foundation and RPM Foundation. Both are groups of like-minded nonprofits working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. 
RPM was created to ensure that the specialized skills needed to care for classic automobiles, boats, and motorcycles continue to be passed down from generation to generation. They do this by supporting training for young people with a passion for restoration and setting them up with mentors who can share their valuable knowledge. TechForce Foundation is dedicated to solving the technical shortage that threatens the transportation industry today by providing career development resources and increasing awareness and enthusiasm for the tech profession. Learn more about these groups at RPM Foundation and TechForce today. So let's talk about this a little bit, Richard. You know, people are sitting out there that would love to either write books, and we're going to talk about your book writing as well, because that's something else that you've done, but they would love to launch their own business. But so many things keep them from doing it. People tell them, don't bother. Money's usually a big challenge. Uh, Who knows? What was the biggest challenge for you when you sat down and said, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm going to give this a shot. I guess the biggest challenge is, you know, paying for it all. After 20-something years at Hemings, you put together a nice little 401. And I said to myself, well, you know, if I walk out to the street tomorrow and get whacked by a truck, who's going to enjoy this 401 of mine? (laughs) All that money that I saved. So might as well use it and start a magazine, you know? So that's really what I'm doing. But that's the biggest challenge is paying for it all because paper's expensive, printing's expensive, postage has gone up astronomically in the last year. So it, it is very much a hardship to produce. But, you know, when you have the passion and the love for car magazines and that you want to give back to the hobby that was so kind to me and give the readers something worthwhile and enjoyable and entertaining to read, that's what I'm doing. That's my quest. And I hope I could keep it going. You know, you talk about postage. I worked for 23 years in the catalog industry and used to write very, very large checks to the USBS about every three weeks. I mean, these checks were hundreds of thousands of dollars and they were hard checks to write for the thing that kind of it doesn't crack me up. It kind of upsets me a bit, but I'll pick on those guys, the USPS. I know that they've raised prices, but at the same time this past year, they said, by the way, we're going to deliver your mail slower too, but we're going to charge you more. Thanks a lot very much. But let's talk about this a little bit more because your publication, as I go through it, it's not chock full of ads, right? No. Uh, you know, most of the full page ads you see in there are complimentary mm-hmm. because a lot of those events I'm a big supporter of. So if I got an empty page, I'll give it to, you know, some of these concours. So they could grow because then in turn, we could grow. That's how I look at it. Uh, You know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. But, uh, you know, now we're going to start looking for an ad person who could sell some advertising for us. Uh And that's been a bit bit of a struggle. I haven't been able to find anyone. But, you know, that's what we're working on because we do need some advertising because without advertising, you know, you're a dead fish in the water. So uh, we're working on that now. Issue three is now at the printer. And uh, that was also delayed because of a paper shortage and everything else that's going on. Yeah, paper has been a a challenge. I've talked to several printers who are dealing with paper issues, this whole supply chain thing that let's hope this gets better. But I think we've still got a little bit of a challenge ahead of us here. But uh, that's another aspect that a lot of people don't think about is, oh, yeah, you kind of need to print on something. So I I think it's really bold what you've done. And my hat's off to you because this is no easy venture. But I'll tell you listeners out there, I would really encourage you to give this a shot because it's a fun read. It's very extensive and in-depth. And if you like to really sit down with a magazine and not just read the stuff you've already seen online, because that's what 
a lot of magazines present to us. I think you're going to love this very, very much. Let's talk a little bit about moving ahead your bucket list. If we uh, were to talk a year from now and everything aligned the way you'd like, where do you see your publication going? Well, right now we're on the newsstands at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million. Nice. Yeah, and uh, that's a big plus. But uh, where it's going, uh, I just, to be honest, which I want to get it out there so more people could enjoy it because everyone who has seen it I said it's one of their favorite, if not their favorite car magazine they've ever read. And that, that it just makes me feel great that all this hard work is paying off and that the readers are really enjoying it. So I just want to continue uh, with publishing Crankshaft and uh, keep it going. I just think that the hobby needs it because, like I said, there's, there's in-depth writing. There's no fluff. We're not pandering to any advertisers. We're not pandering to anyone. We're just writing hardcore automotive content that the readers and the enthusiasts need to read and want to read and they're enjoying it so uh that's the goal is just to keep crankshaft going the way i see your publications is a lot like the ones i mentioned earlier that i get and these are keepers these are things you put on your shelf and you go back and refer to and enjoy they're not something that you just skim through and after about 15 minutes you toss it in the recycling bin uh in my mind they're very much keepers because of the in-depth stories that you have i want to talk a little bit about your passion for cars because i mentioned in an intro you're in the middle of restoring a little triumph is there a really special car in your life and maybe that triumph is one that you can talk a little bit about and why it's special to you well my most special car is the one i still have in my garage first car i ever bought when i was 18 what's that it's a 68 triumph spitfire nice and uh again like i said earlier i don't care about a car's value what's it going to be worth in the future i really what what attracts me to an automobile is the style and design the shape and not even the horsepower. If the shape just grabs me, I'm all for it. And that little Spitfire has done something to me since I was a kid. And I finally was able to buy one after I sat in one that was stolen and abandoned on the streets in Brooklyn back in the early 70s. And I said to my friends, I want to own one of these cars one day. <laughs> you know, I was cutting grass, painting houses. And for 650 bucks, I, I bought one in October of 74. And I still have it. So uh, that's my baby. But uh, and from there, you know, I just love Triumph. So I'm doing a body off restoration right now on a 60 TR3A. Uh And after that, I have my 55 right hand drive Triumph TR2 waiting in the wings. So I'm a Triumph guy. But, you know, I just sold my Pontiac 61 Ventura bubble top. I sold my 63 Corvair Monza, just a fun crankshaft. So I'm into all kinds of cars, American, foreign, doesn't matter. Uh, or the 68 is the Mark III, right? It, it's a Mark III. What changed with the Mark III from the previous Mark II that uh, enhanced it a bit? I would imagine it's typically usually the engine get, gets bumped up a bit, right? Yeah. It it has a larger 1,300cc uh, engine, okay. which is really 1,296cc, uh, you know, a big 75 horsepower. <laughs> but <Wow>. uh, <laughs> it's just a driving experience. It was fun, you know. Uh, I drove all over New York City into Manhattan with that car, and there's a lot of great memories of having fun with my friends with it. And I just decided that I'm going to keep it. I'm never going to sell it. And I did a body-off restoration on it, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I haven't gotten it on the road yet because I just moved down to Tennessee, but that's on the docket for the summer. Well, and I think what's cool is that was kind of the last of those metal bumpers before the 70s came, and they started putting those big 
rubber bumpers on cars, some of those old cars that had to comply with DOT bumper requirements, but those bumpers never looked very good. Uh, MG comes to mind, uh, the Spitfires, of course, and there's plenty of others, especially British cars, and they just stuck those big rubber bumpers on, but they never quite worked very well. So you got like the last of the classic. Yeah, it, it's a fun little car. I love the uh, Michelotti design. It's absolutely beautiful. He, he penned a great style, and uh, it's just a fun little car. Yeah, no kidding. Well, we're going to have a little bit of fun here. Imagine this. I'm going to give you an open checkbook and you can go on a very fun ride. The idea is that you can be in any car because money doesn't matter here. You can be with anybody, living or deceased, and you can be driving anywhere. What does that uh, special ride look like for you? Oh, that's an easy one. When I was sitting in my backyard in Brooklyn back in uh, September of like 74, the new issue of Motor Trend came in the mail. Yeah. And I opened up the centerfold and it was a red Jaguar XKSS. Ooh. Okay. And since since then I never forgot that issue. I never forgot that car. Yeah. The Jaguar XKSS has always been my ultimate dream machine. So that would be it without a doubt. I mean, it has such a sexy shape. It has a great, you know, competition heritage. Wow. I mean <laughs> boy. <laughs> what's not what a to, car. what's not to love. So the next part of the question is who are you going to be with? I would take my wife, Lori. Nice. Yeah, you know, she's a country girl from Vermont, and she hasn't seen a lot of the country, and I enjoy driving around and showing her this and, you know, seeing new places together and uh, just enjoying this great country of ours and, you know, you know, maybe, maybe hit, you know, Route 66. I've never done that. It's yeah. always been a dream of mine. Yeah. So that would be fun. Okay. That sounds like a nice drive. What an awesome car. Okay, I'm going to be your car psychologist here a little bit, Richard. Uh, lay back on the couch and think about this. If you were manifest as a vehicle, what would you be? But the most important part of the question is why? What would I be? Yeah. Oh, I would probably be a BMW 2002. Okay. Why's that? Oh, it's unassuming, very reliable, dependable. Okay. Uh, it has has a nice servitive style about it, and uh, it's efficient. It gets good gas mileage. Okay. <laughs> so. That sounds like you. <laughs> I think that's a good fit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, I always like to ask my guests about books. One thing I want to make sure I mention is you are a very accomplished automotive editor. You're a photographer, and you've also uh, done some books. One was titled Cadillac Style. Another was Corvair Style. Are those books still available? Yes. Yeah, they're both available through our website. It was a lot of fun to do and meet all the owners of those cars and their stories. Yeah, the, the Corvair book is just about sold out. I think you only got like 100 copies, okay. 200 copies left. Uh -oh. But, uh, you know, it was a labor of love. It was yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. I enjoy doing it. Well, fantastic, too. And I know there's a book that was published by Motor Books that, that you wrote. It's long since sold out, but could probably be found on eBay or other used bookstores. It's only original once, right? Yes, I, I came out with, I wrote that, I guess, 12 years ago uh -huh. before the trend of preservation and getting away from over-restored cars. Yeah. I, I just like cars that are original with all their patina and scratches and dents and scrapes. That's what that whole book's about. You know, all the cars in there are original, including paint. So that was a lot of fun to do. Very cool. I'll make sure I put uh, links to the, the books that are still available. You can find them on crankshaftmagazine.com, the website, uh, since uh, those are selling out not too distant future you might want to get your hands on those right away while you're subscribing to crankshaft magazine there you go now before i let you go today is there maybe um some inspirational thoughts you could share with us words of wisdom a mantra well you know uh i'm not much 
or quotes from other people and stuff. But, you know, Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, <laughs> yeah. you're right. And it's absolutely true. You know, if you want to do something, stop wasting your time. Stop wasting your life watching TV. Just get off off your butt and do it. Give it a shot. You got nothing to lose. The, only, the worst that could happen is you could fail. I mean, I failed in the past. So what? But, you know, failure brings experience. And the next time around, it, it makes you realize what to do and what not to do. So uh, if you want to do something, just give it a shot. Well, you know, and if you don't have the money, don't worry about it. Just do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> do it anyway. That's what I'm doing with Crank's There you <laughs> go. Do it anyway. <laughs> or figure out a way to do it. There you go. You know, it's it, those are great words. And, you know, in this new year, 2022, if anything uh, we've learned over the last two years is get on with life and do the things you want to do because... It can be fleeting. I think it's great what you're up to. I want to do a, a nice shout out to a mutual friend of ours, Alexander Sultanis. He's a past guest here. He He's the one that connected me with Richard. So Alexander, thank you very much. He's brought me a lot of great guests here on Cars. Yeah. How can people subscribe and learn more about Crankshaft Magazine? Oh, go to uh, crankshaftmagazine.com. Yep. And uh, we appreciate the support. And uh, like I said, issue number three. That's coming out in about three weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just go to the website and you could order a single copy or you could order a one-year subscription. And uh, yeah, we're just having a lot of fun uh, doing the magazine, traveling around to events and meeting people and finding these great cars that, that a lot of you know, other magazines just overlook because you know they're not worth much but you know again we don't care about the value of a car we just like cars for what they are yeah i think it's a great idea i'll drop an idea for you listeners out there one thing that i've done in the past if you've got a good buddy a friend uh, instead of buying them a silly gift or something you feel like you want to get them something but you're not sure what to do and if they love cars a magazine subscription is an awesome gift because every quarter or whenever it comes out they get a little reminder that you care about them and they get something that's uh lasting and educational and enjoyment uh something i've done in the past very cool so i think crackshaft magazine would be a great gift this year to buy your car buddies uh as their birthdays come up anniversaries or you know what just to say hey i'm thinking about you pal I'd like to send you something. So check it out at Crankshaft Magazine. Richard, hey, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for uh, starting off this first part of Cars Yeah in 2022 with me. You're one of the first five guests here this week, which makes things pretty special. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I wish you the best success. And until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you very much. I appreciate this opportunity. And I hope everyone who subscribes or reads Crankshaft really enjoys it. I have no doubt they will. So check it out at crankshaftmagazine.com. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARS YEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at CARS YEAH. 
Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!